Welcome to another episode of the Splitting Hairs Podcast, presented by Jackrabbit Illustrated. In this episode, the A-Team recaps the Dakota Marker game and talks about the upcoming UND game. Splitting Hairs Podcasts are all presented by Drake's Place, Cottonwood Coffee, and are also sponsored by Dakota Iron Equipment, Shenanigans Pub, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Now here's your host, Chad and Matt. And welcome back to the Splitting Hairs podcast presented by Jack Rabbit Illustrated. Uh, another Victory Sunday episode coming at you here. Uh, Matt and Chad, garage time Chad with you tonight. Yeah, you um, know, background Chad, garage town Chad, pop in Chad. I got, I got lots of podcast names. Yeah. And so right off the bat here, we do need to recognize Chad really quick, right away here. Uh, three pods in one week. Um, he's here again. So four, essentially four podcasts or four streams in eight days. Uh, let's hear it for Chad who just makes this show run. So <laughs> thanks Chad yeah. for all you do and filling in for Kyle and Dallas while they're busy in their personal lives right now. So yeah, thanks, thank you, man. Chad. I, I appreciate it. Um, I did get another couple people asking what, what happened to Dallas yesterday? And I was like, well, <laughs> nothing happened to Dallas. The guy's got a job that's important and this is a busy time of the year. So, um, you know, and, and I know Kyle's got some other things going on. So unfortunately you're, stuck with this face for radio uh for the time being so yep preston horns down that is the theme of the show horns down horns down i don't <laughs> know what's a happening whiff, man. I, I, I was watching myself and i was trying i was watching myself on screen Ooh, that was bad that was Can we edit that out i Chad? mean like we need to edit that i mean out. If, if, if we're doing like shaka yeah, down or something let's let's edit that out okay okay we'll edit that right. out can happen. you edit my phone like ringing as we get on the <laughs> Get oh on my out of gosh. this oh, I'm so sorry. And that's gonna end up on a Ben's gonna make something out of that. Yeah, well uh, <laughs> dang it. All right, let's talk about our let's talk about Drake's place and cottonwood coffee. Uh if you did not see it this week, um <laughs> oh, <laughs> if, if you did not see it. <laughs> Uh, if you did not see it this week, Brendan was up in Bottle, South Dakota at Drake's place and posted a live video of him wandering around Drake's, checking out the food options, ordering some different foods, stumbling into the bar. Um, it was it was an awesome showcase. I cannot wait to get to Drake's, check out some of their food. Uh, thank you, Drake's Place, for sponsoring and uh, just being good friends and good partners at tailgating and all that stuff. Uh, Cottonwood Coffee, Jim Poppin, I'm glad you're here. I'm also glad you went and got breakfast on Friday morning, I believe, at Cottonwood Bistro in Brookings. Uh, you said you got the eggs and toast and was, I think it was sausage too. Um, looked delicious. I was jealous I wasn't there. Cottonwood Bistro has the best breakfast in town, in my opinion, and also um, some of the great best coffee. And you can get that coffee at home by ordering online and use the code JI22 for 10% off. So thank you, Drake's Place, um, and thank you, Cottonwood Coffee. Appreciate it. Well, let's dig into this game, Chad. And you were on the bus. Uh, the yes, I was. The tailgating tour bus. Uh, walk us through it. How was the day? First of all, retain the rock we did. Yes, um, we did. It was great, you know. Um <sighs> There was some some things that happened that that made it interesting uh, leading up to that, and uh, we'll just leave those out. But uh, we got there, got on the bus early. Uh, there was a couple of people who have <laughs> they sit by Brendan and I, Brendan and I now, and uh, they they missed the bus. What? Why did you just take me off? Why? No, I did. I was trying to get you to be the main screen here because you're oh, telling yeah, such a good gotta... story. You're good. Don't worry. All right. Anyway, so they missed the bus. Uh, we stopped. Uh... <laughs> You're messing with me, bro. <laughs> How do you like it? How do you like it now? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, there you go. I get it. Uh, no, they missed the bus, so we stopped at Stone's uh, Stone's gas station in, in Watertown, um, and we had gotten word that they were going to try and catch up with us, and so we stopped, we pick up the people there. We had picked up like six people there. Um, Terry and, and his wife, uh, the youngins made it. Um, hi, Terry. I see you're on there. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the wheels on the bus and the drinks went down for sure. So then we, we, we hopped up, uh, up the road a bit and we got to summit. We picked up one person there. And when we got there, it was like, oh, they're only like 10 minutes behind us. And so, um, it turned out they were a little less than 10 minutes, about two or three. And as it turned out, uh, an old Saturn can do about 110 on, uh, on the interstate, apparently <laughs> if there's no cops around. And so they caught up and, uh, they caught up later on on the alcoholic front too, because um, I I think they left their car there last night, and by I think I know they did. So they had to go back up to some at some point today or tomorrow to get their car, because they were probably not in any shape to drive by the time we got back to some another way home. We had a great setup at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, Tom and his crew, the Brookings Chamber, did an excellent job. We had more than enough. Uh, yeah, thanks, Corey. It was a fun ride. Um, we had more than enough food up there. Uh, we got there. Buffalo Wild Wings allowed us to set up our podcast on top of on the rooftop bar over their beer garden, I think is what they call that. And uh, so we had the Fargo Dome in the background. And a mad shout out to the Hairraisers podcast and Phil for letting us borrow his equipment. That went pretty smooth. Um, I'm sorry if the audio was off a little bit on that because, uh, and that's on me. We were working on a hotspot and it's the first time using that audio equipment. So uh, Matt Frazy was, was a great guest. Uh, you know, we had guest picker Josh in there. He really wanted to get his picks in and uh, Brendan's dad even made an appearance. So that was great. And then the game, the game was uh, the rooftop was bussing. Well, I mean, I know that's slang, but uh, I guess the people from the bus were on the rooftop, so it was busing. Anyway, that's a dad joke. <laughs> oh that, my gosh! Uh, you know, we went over, we went over and watched the game, and after the game, you know, we're really excited, obviously. And uh, the bus ride home was was pretty pretty cool because everybody was in great spirits. So, yeah, excellent event. I hope I hope we can continue to do that. Um, you know. We need to support those things, uh, mm-hmm. us fans, to make sure that they keep going. Um, otherwise, we won't have those opportunities in the future. Uh, they originally set it up, I think, to have a couple buses. Unfortunately, we didn't quite fill that many. So, um, And then at the end, it sounded like there was people that wanted to go that missed out. So you need to jump on those things when they happen, folks. Yep. Get behind them. I'd love to see it where we get some kind of busing service eventually between Sioux Falls and Brookings for home games. That'd be awesome way you know some we could make a ticket and a bus package cheap enough that people could you know and maybe do a season package or something you know mm-hmm. then you could go up we'd have a you know, could tailgate at the alumni tailgate or whatever and you know uh, just make it easy to drive to not have to worry about driving home you know essentially so yeah hey and that would really help with uh, the exiting situation around the stadium as well you know yeah we i mean i got an opinion on that but nobody's nobody's asking me but, all right, uh, let's save that for another. Let's save yeah. that for off season. That's what I said. Nobody's asking me. All right, I will in the off season. All right. So thank you, Chad, for that recap. Um, thank you to Thomas Dunn and Brookings Chamber, Connect 2140 for lining that up. First Bank and Trust for sponsoring the bus. Uh, what an awesome thing. Chad's right. That's something we need to try to do uh, more frequently. Uh, I have a personal goal to visit all of the stadiums in the Valley. And so this would be a great way to do it, I guess. You coming uh, with me to you and I then? Potentially, yes. Uh, might right. be going with Dallas. We'll see. We might meet in Mankato when we go down there. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk about the game. Um, so initial reactions, I, I think everyone was with me. Uh, pretty dang ugly, that first quarter and a half. I can't really think of a – besides that Isaiah Davis touchdown run, um, I can't think of how it could have gone any worse, really, in that opening half. I could not believe how the chain gang was getting gashed. I was shocked by all of the false starts. And uh, the, the, the timeout on the fourth down when NDSU changed their mind left me just pulling my hair out. Uh, all sorts you know of things. You know how I here. feel about that one. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my goodness. It, it honestly was just about as about – as, Ugly as it could be. But I mean, backyard bully, I think you're a guest here. So uh, we will get to this. You've asked it a couple times. We'll talk about this. Can this team win the natty? 
So sorry, Chad. Oh, that's fine. Hey, thanks for thanks for the comments, backyard bully. We appreciate all of our all of our listeners and and comment. Mm-hmm. And as long as you got an appropriate name on, we'll put your comments up if we can. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say it went almost as bad as it could have been. Kobe Herter probably mm-hmm. turned that around a little bit um, for us, and. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess we could have went down three scores going in, yeah. going into the half. So yep. it could have been worse. I hate to say that because it really wasn't good. Yeah. I wish we could do a, uh, an instant poll because I would ask this question right now. Um, after when NDSU was about to score their fourth touchdown right before Herder's interception, there was the taunting penalty unsportsmanlike conduct for the bow and arrow that Cam Miller shot at the SDSU sidelines, supposedly. Um, and, and with the throat, that, that had to have been one I mean, of those. Right. So that, that it had to have been the throat slash. Um, is that a penalty or not? Answer in the comments, yes or no. Is that a penalty or not? I mean, so, um, we, we both agree. We've talked about this already, so you guys didn't yep. know that. But off screen, we talked about this. And we both thought that was... Um, fortuitous but mm-hmm. maybe a little bit weak like there wasn't anyone really around him maybe he did do it towards our sideline obviously that ref thought it was not okay mm-hmm. and and we've seen that with with different officiating crews in the valley some of them call those kind of things way quicker than the other ones so it's something that our guys need to really you know we've talked about it especially after the missouri state game we can't mm-hmm. be doing those kind of things because it's going to come back and bite you in the you know only high end. Yep. Yeah. I so okay. It's coming in mixed, kind of like it's kind of like for us, Chad. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, we get a yes and no, and yes, yeah. it was towards the sideline. I mean, rule book says so, it was. Hey, Chris Howard, I am with you. That was my reaction too. Um, that he, I think he said he had to have said something. That's my impression. I get the throat slashing, and that could have been it. Someone said, um, you know, Deshaun Watson in like 2019 was called for the bow and arrow or something or sometime. So it just like it. I don't know. But I, that was my first reaction, Chris, was that <laughs> is that he said something. But this should be a lesson. Hopefully we stop shooting bows and arrows after first downs that we've been calling for that forever. Um, <laughs> just get yeah. the first down, be happy, move on, you know, slap your teammate on the shoulder pad. Uh, but, but just, it has like, we can see it, it literally turned the tide of that game because they likely hand off to Lukey from that four or five yard line. We hadn't figured out how to defend the run. Instead, they tried some, you know, uh, fancy pants call and, uh, and they threw a pick with their backup quarterback. Who's going to be a good quarterback someday. Um, just not, just not yet. So. At the end of the day, Jordan Fink hits the nail on the head. It's a penalty because it was called, sweet Lord, which we love Jesus. Uh, officiating is part of the game. So, And, and yeah. Preston McGoy says, not in a game with this type of ramifications and emotions, I'm thinking is what he means by that too. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're going to call it a little different on a game that they don't want to get out of hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I want to credit Kobe Herter. It wasn't a, a, a game-changing um, – or it was a game-changing pick, but it wasn't like a super, like, uh, difficult interception to make. Um, but oh, he just played it one. really well. He just played it well. So, so we talked to Kobe Herter's dad and mother before the game, Ben and I did, at the tailgate. And uh, we was talking about how, you know, the way they play as far as NDSU, uh, he came back in and, and had told – told his dad it's just like you know he's from texas right obviously you know that he's like oh they play just like katie texas so you know it was nothing new for him Hmm. and he was telling us about you know how they love it at and playing for sdsu and and they they thought the the tailgating atmosphere was really good there at ndsu and they were excited to to get in this game and and you know experience it firsthand yeah cool 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 um so, so I wrote in rants and raves today. Uh, I, I do think Kobe's going to be a really oh. special player. Like yeah. I, he's I already think, good and he's yeah. going to be really special. Yes, yep. I agree. He, he cleans up and, some of the mental stuff. You know, he bit pretty hard on that fake 
to Luke, you know, and, and that's going to happen. I talked to his dad after the game too. And he said, yep, he made that mistake with Lipke touchdown. He made up for it with the interception. I, I, I was pretty um, emotional during the game as a, you know, I'm a fan, fan, short fanatic. So that's what mm-hmm. we are. Right. We're yep, a little yep. emotional during the game. Yep. And, and I was like, how's that guy get past the line of scrimmage without getting planted on his hind end? Like mm-hmm. somebody should be, whether he's got the ball or not, he looks like a runner. You could, I mean, you can, you can not murder him, but you know what I'm saying? You can just annihilate the guy at the line of scrimmage. And that's what we should have been doing there in my opinion. But, uh, yep. but yeah, you know, his, his dad pointed out how talented he was and, you know, he had a lot of t- teammates that, you know, oh, yeah. got picked over him to go to larger schools. And he said, really, and he's a, he's a parent, you know, obviously we love our kids, but I think he's right. His, his son has the same amount of talent as some of those kids that went to bigger schools. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, we have to, as long as we're talking about defense, uh, have to talk about the second half adjustments that we made. Uh, you know, the, uh, the corners playing a little bit tighter coverage on the line was nice to see in that second half. And then just how we were using our defensive line, um, you know, I, I'm not sure what shifts there were that, that, that happened or how they changed in the run game exactly. Um, but man, to limit the bison to 28 yards, I believe in the second half, I thought it was um, 35, but we're split. No, it was 99 yards at halftime. I remember the graphics. So it was like 28 yards of rushing in the second half because um, they ended up with 127. Just phenomenal. Like it, it uh, that's unheard of. And so I think overall they had what, 127, 128 total yards uh, um, on the ground? Yeah. Yeah, 127. Yeah. So just on ridiculous. 29 attempts. So yeah, just ridiculous. So that was great um, seeing that and doing it without uh, Jason Freeman and Dayton McGoy for most of the game. Right. I don't think Jason Freeman even played a snap. Um, I'm not sure if I, I saw him, out there, him out there, although they did keep saying, I mean, their announcer was in their announcer in the Fargo dome has gotten worse. He, the, he the head cheerleader butchered name. Yeah. The head cheerleader. That's right. It's another my uh, Don't we don't Chad. We do not uh, need to hear that. Uh. I didn't say it. I just started. <laughs> um anyway, that guy couldn't get anybody's names right. Um, I'm pretty sure that he had Jason Freeman throwing passes because ah. he wears the same number. It, uh-huh. it was like, dude, do some research. I mean, we're so spoiled with Tyler yeah. and, and our staff. We just sometimes we need to stop and recognize that. And and in a place like that, that's you know. The class of FCS, I can't believe that guy doesn't do a better job. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their fans, like Terry said, you know, the Bison fans they met were super cool and respectful. That's true. I mean, we're more alike than we are different, right? We mm-hmm. know that. That's what makes the rivalry kind of fun because, you know, you can poke at them with the things you know about yourself. Yep, yep. Uh, McGoy, though, I, I am a little concerned uh, you know, his arm was in a sling at the end of it. The pictures and video are out there of the mm-hmm. celebration. You know, he's seen in the bottom right corner of the video that Ben posted uh, in a sling. So yep. whether it's collarbone or arm or whatever, um, likely not good if it was already there. But he looked to be in good spirits. So hopefully it's nothing long term because that boy has been playing awesome uh, yeah, this is. year. And really with, uh, you know, with. With Caleb Francel already out, like that's not a good deal there. We need because that really just leaves Isaiah Stalberg that left at that position. Right. So, I didn't really see Matt. You had a better vantage being on TV. Was was Norblade playing this game? Because nope, I Norblade think was I not playing. Him, nope. So nope, he's not back yet. So we'll have a little more safety either. depth when he right. gets back. So maybe yeah, that would be that nice. Free Stalberg up to just focus on linebacker. So here you go. There's your answer, Matt. Hurt his elbow. Not sure about Freeman. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Preston. You, Preston appreciate that so so yeah that's something to watch well we, we need to talk about offense right and so uh offense you know started out uh obviously with the impressive drive Very ran it right drive. down their throats i thought mm-hmm. here we go we're gonna cook uh and then a whole barrage of penalties started to happen and just got behind the sticks one too many times and had to punt and then ndsu turned around and ran it right back so it uh it's one of those things, Train. <laughs> it's one of those things that I wrote. I was incredibly impressed with uh, with Mark 
and how efficient he was the whole day. You know, we didn't do much to stretch the field, um, but he was good with his legs, um, picking up three, four yards every time he decided to run the ball and, you know, had a really good completion percentage um, and just was smart with the football. You know, it's those games you can never turn it over and he never even put it at risk, um, you know, in the passing game. So Yeah, 16 and 21, that's not a bad stat line, you know. And uh, for, for that matter, I mean, not to give them credit, but Cam Miller was equally efficient. So mm-hmm. if you look down the numbers, they're all very similar. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that hops off the page is they got a couple more big penalties than we did mm-hmm. and at inopportune times. Yep. Um, if it hadn't been for that, you know, we might be saying the other thing about our penalties. So yep. Yep. those yeah. things add up. Yep. We were good on special teams. Um, yeah, I, I thought we should have ran the ball more because it was yep. working. Like, I agree. You know, and, and Amar was awesome when he Amar came in was for amazing. A, that second half. I, I think, you know, it was, it was uh, last week at home, you know, Amar was running hard and it looks like who said it. I think Kyle might've said it. It looked like he was running though with like a, a shy, a size too big of shoes on. He kept slipping. And, and I said, I think it's cause he's pressing the Mars, a home run hitter. You watch his highlight tape. He's busting off long runs. And so far at SDSU, he really hasn't done that yet until yesterday. He had a couple awesome runs. Um, and, and I think just that confidence of getting something to finally break for him. And you got to see his vision, his burst, his speed. Um, you got to see some power. He was breaking tackles too. Um, so good job. Good yeah, job. I don't know if I've said it on the pod, but I, I know I've said it in our circles a little bit. I see... Amar a lot like 20, like Pierre, you know, mm-hmm. he, he has some of that similar, I mean, he's not the same player, obviously, but he has some of that similar run style. So it's a good balance with Isaiah's power. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe we should talk about what Tim Habeck says here a little bit, swing pass or bust. Now everybody knows I have a great disdain for the swing pass. And most of that comes from our games versus NDSU. Obviously they've figured out when we're calling a swing pass, just, you know, just, uh, just stop, you know? Yeah. Just, just stop. Like, yep. yep. Don't, don't do those in an NDSU <laughs> game. Oh, Chad, you in the swing pass. Yeah, I, I, dude, I hate him. I'm telling you. Yeah. I just got a comment here. Seth Meyer. Uh, thanks for always listening. Seth. Appreciate you. Uh, he's been saying for weeks, Amar needs more carries. What a stage to burst onto the scene. So, Seth, I really do think, though, his ankle – I mean, he mentioned it on the post game with Tyler that he finally felt good, his ankle yep. felt good. Uh, I've commented a couple times being on the sidelines at home, just like, God, I think Amar just tweaked his ankle again. He's get back getting rewrapped. Um, so it, there's something there giving him some grief. But if that's healing, I mean, geez, watch out. What a one-two punch with Davis and, Davis and Amar. So um, we, speaking of Davis, you know – a little bit nervous about his his health as well. He took some big shots. So we'll see on that. Um, if he's good to go this week against UND or not, or if they hold him for a game just to see. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. But he it did looked go to back me to be shoulder. Okay. And if I had to guess, I'd, I mean, I'd hate to say, but probably a, like a partial separation type deal, mm. something that just hurts and there's mm-hmm. it's just going to hurt, right? Because he came back in that game. But somebody had pointed out that like when he had – kind of busted loose after he had been hurt the one time he he got downfield a little ways and paused mm-hmm. i didn't see it myself but he paused waiting to get hit because i think you know because his shoulder hurt so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know we'll, we'll find more out about that but you know coach is pretty tight-lipped on yep. on what what injuries we have uh, and yep. specifics about them so yep hey and garrett brings up a good point uh, we've mentioned this before. We played a, we played what's traditionally a bison game in efficiency and obviously a formula that works. Execution won the game. Yes, sir. And this is something that we've mentioned that this team is, is built to beat NDSU and to, we emulated what they did in building their lines, their offense and defensive lines. We knew we needed to get better at it. We went out and invested some scholarship dollars in it and, and it's paying off. Um, you're seeing it. So uh, good observation. Caden Johnson looked great yesterday. You yeah. know, I mean, we got so many beasts on the line. The only, like I said, in pregame or pre-pod, I guess, I was a little bit surprised we didn't get home 
and we didn't get a sack recorded. I know you said that they probably got some that weren't counted as sacks because they got back up to the line, but I I thought we had the least amount of penetration that we've had since, you know, since all year, mm-hmm. really. So yep. I, yep. I'm surprised by that because, well, again, we were all surprised with the first half of our of our defense, mm-hmm. and here we're trying to be talking about offense. Well, and, and I, yeah, yeah, you keep throwing, yeah. um, and we you talk about what the best thing. Uh, he's talking about the separated shoulder. I think Jordan Fink, and I've yeah. had one myself. So, um, and actually, the answer to that is yes. Um, it's something that lingers, and then when it gets irritated, it's a stinger at the at the point of irritation. So it's, it's not fun. Um, I can tell you that. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, the, the screen game, screen game was a mess, Corey. Uh, and it has been, I remember this from Dallas Goddard, you know, we kept trying to throw him tight end screens that, that game in Brookings and it, they just had it sniffed out. He got blown up a couple times and smacked pretty darn good. And so we, I don't know. They just know our screens. I know we, they have a fearsome pass rush. Uh, I think we got to try something different next time we face them. So, I mean, I'll gladly give our offensive coordinator, I assume Zach Lujan next year, a $20 bill if we call zero swing passes <laughs> and zero bubble screens against the Bison. $20 I'll, I'll, bill. I'll buy you dinner. I don't care. I don't hey. like those plays when we played them. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I'm no offensive genius, obviously. That's why I'm not out there coaching. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for me, from the sidelines, it it looks like the Bison have our number on those plays. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So yeah, yeah. We need to give you know talk about this again. We haven't talked about it since since before the season. Um, well, we talked about it on the B team, but yeah. You know. So so the conditioning in depth, um, the conditioning especially like this new strength coach um our guys looked the exact same as ndsu was on the field yesterday uh phys- physically um you know i don't know if we've ever necessarily had that where you know m- muscle and build and things like that so um gosh i just can't wait to have another summer <laughs> with this strength coach i mean right. my goodness I- I take it back. It wasn't on the B team. Kyle and, and Stack were talking about that. Sorry, I get yeah. so many podcasts in a week. Sometimes yeah. they tend to I run know. together. I um, know. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Preston. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> hey, I am part Dutch, Mister Fink. So you just you know how buy, much twenty dollars is. Maybe you guys should do a shake bet, Chad. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy him a malt. Or buy him a malt. Or, there you yeah, go. I'll buy him a malt. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we had a swing pass drinking game in the first half and it did not disappoint. Thank you, Tim. That's if, good. If you don't know, Tim's one of my good buddies. And, okay. Uh, so if I wouldn't have been up at that game, I would have been drunk apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, we do need to talk uh, on offense. Just, I, I, I pointed them out in the Ransom Rays, but John O'Brien, um, yeah. what a miserable first half that he had. <laughs> going I'm against sure he Spen- doesn't. Yeah, going against Spencer Wagey, All-American caliber defensive end. What, four false starts, five false starts just on him. Um, really, ooh, Garrett. Okay, really. Three, but... um, it just, it was, it was awful. All right. Couldn't have gone any worse for his first introduction to the Fargo Dome. Um, had a message from a former Jackrabbit who, who talked about that the Jacks had decided to switch their cadence a little bit. Um, and we're going with a silent count in the first half and going off of movement. Uh, from the defense um, just because they couldn't hear, especially on their edge tackles. Um, and then they went back to their clap cadence in the second half and that worked. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, uh, that uh, was a great change, but man, really some confidence boosting for John O'Brien with the second half he had, yeah. in my opinion. He did excellent so, in the second half. We got to make sure and state that yes. plainly because we're calling him out for not having a great first half and, and he yeah. really showed up. I yeah, think totally. He's going to really blossom into a great player for us. So, yeah. Yep. All right. So Chad is the pod father now. Good. No, we can get his all. face on a flag and <laughs> yeah. sweatshirts and apparel. Nobody wants that. <laughs> you know, this hey, is not, this is face for radio. Remember gr- that, the, so. the garage time shirts are going to sell like hotcakes. Oh yeah. So. They probably are getting made too. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't stop that. I don't think. 
that <laughs> that train has already left the station. Yeah, right. All right, let's get into some game balls here. We good with that? Presented by Dakota Iron. And so I was thinking again, you know, with with all the beautiful construction that's happened on campus the last what 15 years since I was first a student there, uh, pretty remarkable. And it's cool to know that Dakota Iron played a major role in many of those projects by supplying the heavy equipment that helped do the construction uh, for the companies that did it on campus. Um, You know, when I met John, like I said, met him last year at a playoff tailgate and then re-met him two weeks ago in Brookings. And uh, it was cool just hearing about his business and how he supports the, the construction industry and also uh, farmers, feedlots, and things like that with payloaders and such to, to help them with their work too. So if you're in need of some uh, some heavy equipment, talk to John at Dakota Iron. It sounds like he dabbles in tractors and skid steers too. So, yep. I mean, yep. check them out for that as well. Exactly, exactly. All so right. game balls, Matt. Yeah, so Chad, let's go through here. You <laughs> predicted the 605 Hogs, Adam Bach, and Jack Green were your predictions. Yeah, I predicted the 605 Hogs, Reese, and Aiden Donnerman. So I don't know if any of us really hit there. I mean, Bach, I think Bach's a hit. I think you got 605 that. Hogs had a great game. Really they had a great game. second half, I think. Okay, okay. Okay, their run game was excellent. Yes, yes, yes. The, the entire time. Sure. And then our friend Tanner nailed Hunter Dustman on special teams, so. Yes, he word. did, and, and that came up after the game. So, Tanner, yeah. kudos to you. You called it, and, and I told you beforehand, and I tweeted it out, Hunter Dustman gets gets my player of the game, so maybe not a game yep. ball, but game ball for special teams, I guess. Yep. But on the kickoffs, you know, most of them were well-placed. Mm-hmm. Um, they almost all resulted – I think they returned what? maybe two three they had three, one big I was gonna say two or three and two short ones yeah two short ones yeah the yep. one was that was but that was on that wasn't on the kicker at all certainly so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah all right so uh offensively I went with Isaiah Davis and Amar Johnson I thought you know they were just phenomenal they breaking tackles running hard uh running with a lot of emotion that fired up the team so that's I went with those two the running back tandem and because of my discussion on who the player of the game is, I'm going to real mind. I'm going to keep that. But somebody had pointed out that Mason for recovering that mm-hmm. that ball was the player of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, sir. I won't necessarily disagree because you could make the case for him and, and maybe Coley with the interception. I'm going to give it to Mason specifically for that. Ah, point. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he might have snuck that one away a little bit. Yeah, with what do you his think? nastiness. Yeah, I know Mason. And, and I love Mason McCormick. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be Mason McCormick. Okay. Oh gosh. Did you? Uh, so if you haven't listened, haven't been listening to Kyle's show on Friday with Thomas Stacker, you really need to. Uh, it's a phenomenal show, and Stack is providing like a really fresh perspective of someone that was on the team last year, uh, and he's doing a great job with it. And he talks about Mason and says Mason's one of his best friends. Uh, but Mason is a mean dude. He's a mean person. Didn't say that. <laughs> and then He's Mason comes up with this recovery on, you know, this poor red shirt freshman Carter Menz uh, for NDSU. So good job, Mason. Uh, that is awesome. All right. Um, so game ball, I broke tradition on defense and went with Jimmy Rogers uh, and Adam Bach. Uh, the adjustments that Jimmy made at halftime, and the willingness to kind of say, all right, my game plan's not working. Um, let's make some adjustments. You don't always see that with coaches, you know, um, and he did it. So uh, phenomenal job uh, to Jimmy and Adam Bach. Um, I mean, he was all over the field on, on Saturday as well. And again, we can give it to Adam Bach every week, but I thought he, he really deserved it yesterday. Hitting Lupke in the hole a thousand times. Or 15 times. How many ever carries he had? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Adam Box, the easy the easy choice, I think. But I'm going to go with Kobe Herter for the, mm-hmm. the game-changing game interception. Okay. You know? And he almost had a second one, yep. uh, I believe. Yep. That one's one that got away because that would have been a big 
big mm-hmm. momentum change at that point in time too. And uh, I told his dad to give him a hard time on that. So you're getting my <laughs> hard time here, sir. You should have caught that one. Yeah. Yeah. Hate yeah. When it hit the hands. Yep. Yep. All right. Chad Bulls said need to retain Jimmy as head coach when Stig is done. I think this is happening. I think it's, uh, I was going to say, I th- is that not just almost like, signed, sealed, delivered? You know, yeah. like I'm sure the South Dakota border regions will make us jump through some hoops uh, to make it happen and post it and all that jazz. Uh, but it, Jimmy will be the head coach. I'm almost guaranteed. You and me both, Preston. I'd, I wish I could have been in that locker room to hear Coach Rogers at halftime. <laughs> Interesting. Hey, so so I don't know if if you're not on Twitter, you didn't see this, but I tweeted midway through the second quarter when it was not going well. I said, "Can someone please let our defense know that the game has started?" WTF, guys! And uh, about two hours after the game, I got a like on it from Coach Rogers. So uh, I don't know if that's a good like or a bad like. I, I think it's a good like. I think yeah. he realizes that we weren't playing to our potential. And yeah. uh, that's what you were pointing out. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything we say on, on our Twitter or on our podcast is said with love because we love the Jacks. You know, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. it's not meant to be down our noses or oh, that we yeah. know more for um, sure. So I think everyone knows that we are. Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. we're a positive show for that matter, too. Yes. Yes. All right. So that's game balls. Oh, special teams. Dustman, right? Dustman. Yeah, yeah, Dustman. Has Dustman. To be. Congratulations on being a Missouri Valley uh, Special Teams Player of the Week, Hunter. Uh, that last kick, that last field goal, the angle. That was, that was holy cow. Oof. <laughs> Good work. Signed, signed and sealed the deal for us. Yeah. Woo, game-winning kick. Excellent. All right. It's time to move on to UND and the opponent preview. So. All right. If you remember the last time we were up in the Lair Center during the spring season, we are just coming off the big win against you and I, uh, the last second win uh, there um, when we were ranked in the top five, and I think you and I was as well, just a huge game. And we kind of went up to Grand Forks and definitely did not play our best game. Uh, we actually, that's where we got called some of the unsportsmanlike stuff uh, with the Yankees in the spring season. It was pretty ugly. And, and, uh, really that was just a, a pretty upsetting game, right? We just couldn't believe what had just happened after beating you and I, it was because I was there. Yeah. You were and there. That's right. I was there and it was not cool and we should have won that game, but they, man, I'll tell you what, they completely were washing down our D line. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, their O line was, they're just washing us down mm-hmm. and that's how they got. I don't see that happening this year. Um, so I'm excited to see our, our D line step up to the plate and not let that happen again. Yes, exactly. And so that's a good point. Let's jump into just talking about UND here. So some quick stats about UND. I actually went ahead and did my preview today. i look for it tomorrow or Tuesday. I'm going on vacation this week, guys. I'm going to go see Jordan Fink in Colorado. So excited about that. So, uh, UND is averaging 133 rushing yards per game, 4.2 yards per carry. Um, they had a huge game on the ground against Missouri State, 248 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, they're good on third down, 47%, and then they play ball control, 33-30. Um, you'll remember in the past they run all sorts of uh, motions. Um, a lot of the same players that they've had the last two years, Tommy Schuster's their quarterback, um, you know, he's just scrappy, he's mobile, he's slippery in the pocket, uh, and he's really efficient converting six or completing 69% of his passes this year. Um, this is going to be a, a tough matchup. He's just a, I don't know. I, I like him just cause he's a smart player. He has two wide receivers that he really loves in, in Bo Belquist. Uh, and and Garrett Mog is still there. Mog is still around. <laughs> he's yeah, still he's like, who killed us. And yeah. it was kind of a coming out game for Tommy Schuster when yeah when we played him last. Yeah, night, he was this freshman no one had heard of. Yeah, yeah, he was a he was a gamer man. He's got a little of that Brett Farviness for for lack of a better reference. Um, sorry, I'm a Packers fan. Everybody mm. knows what I mean. Though mm-hmm. he's a gamer. He, he he makes the plays, and you, you got to love that in a quarterback. And that kid plays really well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jordan Fink pointed out too, UND plays way better at mm-hmm. the Alaris Center. 
So mm-hmm. we're going to get their A game, especially coming off of beating the Bison, right? Because yep. there's no love lost between those teams either. Yep. So, so Chad, so uh, this was interesting today. Um, when I was going through their offensive line, they have one player, Donnie Ventrelli. Um, you might recognize that name. He's yeah, been their exactly. starting right tackle the last few times we've played him. Um, a big, stout guy. He has now flipped over to their left tackle. And the rest of their line are sophomores and redshirt freshmen. And so it would make sense why they've been a little, you know, inconsistent on offense. Uh, They've given up 14 sacks. So that's something to watch. And, uh, you know, that inexperience, there's just something to watch. When I watch UND, Schuster is saving them from getting more sacks because he's just so darn slippery. So this could be a game where we implement a similar plan to what we did against Jason Shelley. Schuster's not the same type of running threat, but he is again slippery and mobile enough to make plays. So shut up, Ron. Anyway, um, <laughs> I get excited when I think about our defensive line against uh, mm-hmm. an inexperienced offensive line. The thing they got going for him, like you said, Tommy Schuster's a bit slippery, mm-hmm. and uh, my comment to Ron Lonnie was about his his comment for the about the Packers. So. You know, mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. yeah, just to clear that up, not the one that's on the screen, but uh, I I like our chances. Uh, our defense might just eat them alive. I hope they do. Yep. That's- yep. Hey, so Jordan Fink. Yes, uh, they're coming off their bye too. We've commented on this. I think this is this is the second team we have now coming off a bye. Right. And then I think we have one upcoming, too. That's coming yes. off a bye. If I, if I remember you and I, right. Uh, maybe I don't. I don't. I just. It's either I don't you remember. and I are. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So, just kind of nuts on that. And that's. And this, you know, we traditionally have a hangover after NDSU. I believe this is a real thing. The physicality that we play in this specific game is tough to come back from. The the emotions, the the energy that you've had to have. I do like Mason's comment from earlier in the post game, like. Being ranked number one doesn't matter if we don't beat UND next week. And he's a leader. He's a captain. And he's 100% right. 100%. Yeah. So we'll see on that. To your comment of the hangover, look at what happened with us the game after Iowa. I mean, mm-hmm. we had hangover yeah. after that. I mean, obviously the injuries were a factor in that, but it was a hugely physical game. And, you, you know, the, the thing I can say about the Bison game this year is I think – for the second half, we kind of out physical them, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, we took it to them. Yeah, yep. Oh, Chad. So, nope. you know, so we're quote unquote the the bison teams of old. Then hopefully that helps us roll like they always have in the past. So let's mm-hmm. let's just roll. Let's go. Let's get that one and zero. Like Jim pointed out, like Kit Stig always says, let's go give it to the Hawks. Yep. Yeah. Good question here from Zach Larson. Do you think Tucker Craft coming back will help with a hangover after NDSU giving the team a boost? Um, I think that brings some energy. I think Landon Wolf actually playing too would bring some energy to the team. It certainly can't help. Um, hurt, right? It hurts. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Landon Landon's gone through warm-ups now two weeks in a row, I believe. Um uh he didn't warm up. Did he warm up last? I don't forget. Yeah, he I know he warm warmed up. up. I know he warmed up last week. You had it in your yeah, you had yeah. It so he's your... warmed up two weeks in a row and hasn't really okay. gone. Um, and Tucker, I didn't. I I just was following uh, you know the comments pregame, and I think it was Dom <laughs> Izzo, who does a great job up in Fargo, um, said Tucker Crafts on the field warming up, but I'd be surprised if he actually plays today. And I'm guessing it was because how Tucker was moving out there or something that he saw. Um, we all knew Tucker wasn't going to play. He wasn't going to play. Maybe, but just, live. but just, I think Dom seeing him live in person, um, he might have saw something. I could be reading too much into that, but I, I think you are. But that's my opinion. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, so who, Chad? Do you know who UND's leading rusher is this season? Well, I can tell you one thing, Matt. It's yeah. not Otis Wea. <laughs> ooh, ooh, Chad. <laughs> I'm just going to say that I know. As far as who else they have, I'm just going to go with Tommy Schuster because I don't even know anyone else oh, on their gosh. team that's noteworthy. So it as... is you and I grad transfer, Tyler Hoosman. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. 
I so maybe he ended up up there. Yeah, he's having a good season up there. And he's kind of in a, a one-two combo up there with Isaiah Smith, who is back from injury. Uh, but Hoosman has 473 yards and seven touchdowns wow, that's this season. Pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. Can't say and that I exactly follow the numbers out of yeah, Grand yeah. Forks. So. Yeah. And Isaiah Smith has 243 yards, a 6.8 yard per carry average. Uh, and two touchdowns. So he's having a nice season as well. So a good, kind of a, a nice one-two punch um, for them in the backfield. Get some... <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So defensively, um, UND runs a 3-4, which yeah. odd fronts, having someone odd lined fronts. up over Gus could be something to watch. They've given us a little bit of problems uh, on mm-hmm. and off this year. Gus, I think, is really coming into his own at that position now that he's yep. been playing it for a while longer. Yep. Um, we've seen in the past when he had that odd front in front of him, it's when he had more of the errant mm-hmm. snaps. So mm-hmm. as long as he continues to get the ball to the right spot and blocks well, I, you know, I think I believe in Gus Miller. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I believe in him. There we go. And and he looked good against USD. Yeah, too, and they're they're out front. So yeah, he looked pretty good yeah. yesterday yeah. too. So oh yeah, I mean, yep. yep. Even though it's not an odd front, it, he still looked good. Yes, and so Randy, this um, you're right. US UND defense is sieve like allows over 400 yards per game, seven yards per play. Right. Yes, they. Um, this is what I was talking about with Chad before the show. Like I don't. It's a lot of the same players that they've had the last two seasons. Um, but just not getting any better. Like they have so much experience when you look at their back end. Um, and but they just oh gosh, that sounds terrible. Uh Chad, what the heck? I didn't say anything, um, I just chuckled. But they yeah. uh you can look at their back end. But they just they just aren't uh keeping it together. They again they've uh, they've allowed so many points this year. Um they're four and two, but their their points per game they're being outscored <laughs> by their opponent, which is just wild. So, yeah, they're kind of an odd team this year. Yeah. It's it's yeah. hard to really get a read on how good they really are or how yep. good they're really not. Um, the- CJ Siegel is a player to watch at corner. Um, he's a ball hawk, and he's been starting for him for a few years. Good punt returner, um, so he's just a player to keep an eye on. Uh, potentially, that's going to be nosy and, and and be around the ball. Who do you think he matches up with? Oh, I don't think they'll match up. I think he'll just play his side. Oh, okay. If they, if they do that, yeah. They play too high, quarter, quarter. What do they play? Mm, I haven't watched enough okay. on that. Sorry. Yeah. I haven't watched maybe, enough maybe on that. Maybe too in-depth of a question. I, I no, no, no. I just, know I just answer, haven't watched so. enough. Yeah, yeah, right. Me either. So um, I do know that they're going to blitz from all over, right? That's yeah, something they that like they do. That yep, their corners will come. Uh, their linebackers will all blitz. Uh, they don't get much pressure from their front three. They're they're big. They're built to stop the run, um, but they're going to blitz basically every play. So, I know you say they're built to stop the run, but I like us running on that. Oh, I know. I, so do I. Yeah. I, I mean, I. But, yeah. In, in Mason McCormick and Garrett and 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 Miller and O'Brien, we trust right the six oh five Hogs. I, I just won't mm-hmm. name them all, I guess. I think they're going to steamroll them on the run, just like they did with NDSU. I mm-hmm. can't imagine that just because they have an odd front, they're going to be harder to run on than NDSU. So. No, you know that's what Kyle always says, right? Kyle says the best way to defeat a three-four is to run right at it. So he does yeah. always, yeah, yeah. And he always he says logic. That yeah, all you got to do is get that get that center guy moving left or right and just run right by him. Yep. Yep. All right, special teams, though, um, we know this. UND is going to run some type of trick, fake punt, fake field goal, something. They need always to be ready do. for it. They always yep. do. And um, they got it with they got us with it, like, yeah. twice in that game. Yes. Twice in that spring game. If, yes. If memory serves me, it was twice. And I'm like, how did we do this twice? Like, Who, who was the little, not little, um, the shorter linebacker that we had that filled in at long snapper for the spring uh, season? I, I can't remember his name because I just remember the one the fake punt that they had. He was matched up against Mog. Mog, yeah, and, and that's and it went like <laughs> it, was it was just like a jump ball, and it was a forty yard play too. I mean, yeah, it yeah. was huge. Yeah, oh, it, that was 
those kind of plays can really be Matsko. a minimum yep. swing and, yep. and their moralizer, right? So, yeah, it was Thomas Matsko, who's 5'9, 5'10. Thomas Yeah, <laughs> just unfair, just boxed him out. So, Matsko was a Nebraska guy, right? Illinois, yeah, Illinois. Oh, yep, damn. yep, yep. I couldn't have been more off. Nah, nah. So it'll be that'll be something to watch. They'll they'll run something fakey, something new. Um, Thanks, get us prepared. So, yeah, yeah, something to watch. Um. So with that, anything you want to add about UND? Again, they play their best ball in the Alaris Center, and mm-hmm. I mean this this show must almost be over because my drink's almost gone. Yeah. Um. <laughs> time flies man time flies i i think we're ready to do uh you know this is the the unity preview i don't remember who sponsors this segment but Culver's. Uh, hell yeah let's put a 50 butter burger on them oh you think I, so i love it let's do it no oh. i don't think so but I, i'd like to see it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they, yeah. they play solid football their coach is much in the mold of of stig kind of old school do your 111th mm-hmm. um that kind of thing Likes a little bit more of the communist football, obviously. And, uh, you know, but if USF can beat them, we can beat them by 50. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, wow. Okay. I I think it's going to be. It's going to be tight. No, I don't think so. I think if we if we show up and manage and able to, to not put ourselves behind the eight ball early, you know, and just to kind of manage until we get our legs under us. I think we'll be just fine. So I'm predicting a 31-13 is what I what I uh, predicted. And I guess I'm going to do a little different spread and a little different point total. Maybe okay. I should clarify since I had problems with that last 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 five. <laughs> I'm going to go a little over two tuds. Uh, 28-10. 28-10. That's not a 50 butter burger. I know. I said we probably. <laughs> I just love to see. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay, see it. okay. I, I'll tell you what. If we get a fifty butter burger, I'll take my favorite player out to Culver's, and Mason can order whatever he wants. <laughs> Unless that's a violation. Right? That might be a violation. That. Yeah, I don't so know. Can, I can you feel? But, yeah. Uh, probably not officially, but I. But yeah. I probably give his his mom like a gift card. No, wait, yeah. that's not legal either. Yeah, I don't can't know. do any of that. Yeah, Chad, don't scratch everything that was just Never said. mind. Never mind. Can't do any of that. <laughs> can't do any of that. My bad. I'll give him a high five. That I can do. There we high go. <laughs> I gave him a high 10. So not just high five. Both. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Is the NCAA recording this? Chad, oh, no, yeah, yeah, NIL Chad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, if he wants to put Chad on the back of his jersey, then, then I can officially time. buy him. Garage I can, time. Yeah, we are in garage time. <laughs> if he puts he puts Chad garage time on his on his jersey, then I can officially buy him something. <laughs> oh, my cool. oh my gosh. Um Bum a meal. There you go. Yeah. yeah I mean, Bum a meal. It's yeah, it's Hobo Week. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Whew. All right. Um, Sorry, I uh, took us off the rails there. No, nah, it's all right. My my offensive player of the game is going to be Amar this week again, just on his own. I I think that's a that's the right call probably, but just because I don't like saying the same thing as you, I'm going to go with Mark Grinowski. I mean, it's no fun if we agree. Yeah, right. right? So all right. I'll let you go on D then. You get to you get to choose defense first. I love the D. Um, we're going with Adam Bach because Matt, come on now. We're going with Adam Bach because obviously, right? I mean, he's got a he's he's going to be the dude, and he he, he continues to be the dude. Mm-hmm. He's gonna. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he gets three sacks by himself. Ooh. Okay. All right. I I think Cade Tavir. This is a Cade Tavir game. Uh, I like this it. week. So. He's gonna get some sacks here. I think if he gets matched up with that, uh, that well, he plays on the right side. Anyways, I like Cade Tavir. It's gonna be a Cade Tavir game. I'm not sure what we're supposed to stop, Chris, but we stopped. Yeah, yeah. Ron's just begging on Montana. Jeez. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a he's an MSU guy, so let's 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 just give a quick shout out to the. 
excellent performance by Idaho in beating um, beating the Grizz at Wagriz, which is no small feat, as we know. And uh, it's not bad for us, but, you know, it'll be great if Weber could beat Montana State and then, you know, and then Montana State, I think, plays Idaho, and then they could beat them, and everybody can end up with a loss, and they can all be in, like, you know, four through five land in the seating. So it could yeah. be great. could yeah. happen. I mean, we've done that within the Missouri Valley when we've had really good, strong years. So yep. it'd be great to see it'd be great to see that happen out in the big sky when they're having a strong year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do we want to predict a special teams player? I mean, you can. There's not a lot to choose from, but sure. Yeah. Let's just know like I want a clean whole, game. A I'm, clean game. Yeah, I'm just exactly. happy. Right, exactly. I'm happy yes. with a clean game. Yep. And everybody on special teams gets that uh, NIL high 10. Yes. Hey, but not to look too far ahead, but I was watching the Indiana State Youngstown game, and Indiana State allowed a kick return against Youngstown. And not a single Indiana State player came within five yards from the whole kick return. So wow. there is potential there for some hobo day magic on that kick return. So that game was wild, by the you way. You know, we're due Not for much some hobo day magic. And I think maybe that's going to be our 50 Butterburger of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Their offense is pretty good. Their so we'll offense see. is pretty salty. Yeah. They yeah. Got some good, talented guys catching the ball. But we may score 50 that game. Yes. Yeah, if Youngstown can, I feel like, or if Youngstown get close, I feel like we should be able to get close. Youngstown has a talented back, and, yeah. uh, you know, we have a couple of them. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, we had a couple questions about the national picture. Um, yeah, Sac State, too, also needs an L, so whoever wants to beat them, go ahead. Good point, yeah. Rick Jensen. Yep. Um, yep. What happened to Tyler? Tyler. Who are we talking about? Tyler. Tyler. Cody, who are we talking about? What happened to Tyler? Was Cordy. he injured? Oh, Tyler. No, they pulled him off. He's talking about Feldcamp. Oh, they yeah. Pulled him, they pulled him off. Um, Coach had talked about that a little bit. You want to talk about that, Matt? Yeah. I, I actually didn't click the link this that you sent me, yeah. so my apologies. So, it, so, yeah, he talked over. about this just a little bit, that they want Tyler to focus on the offense and feeling like he um, is putting too much pressure on himself with punt return. So they're keeping Yankees on punt return just so just so Tyler can focus on being a, a part of the offense and and knowing his role really well in that. And uh, we saw that right in in the last home game um, where where he did he was a huge part of the offense and uh, the quick hitting passing game and got to showcase some of his talents there. So um, yeah, all the camp is fine. So I don't know where yeah. it was this week. I mean, just probably the matchup dictated a little bit. I yeah, think, I you think know, run blocking-wise, you want to go with A.J. Coons a little more out there uh, with his strong physical presence uh, in those moments. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Chad, we all do. We, we all love the, the the segment with Stacker and uh, Kyle, too. We're calling it Stacks on Stacks. So uh, look, forward, look forward to a few more of those, I think. Yeah. You could see yeah, that that's becoming been, a more regular deal. Yes, it's been an awesome addition to our lineup. So tune into that. All right. Um, again, just wanted to say thanks to everyone that tuned in or that tunes in, that listens at any point here. Do we give a defensive uh, game ball? Yeah. Okay. I missed it. Game. Sorry. Um, you predicted Mark or Bach, oh, yeah. and I predicted Bach. Javier. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. The COVID vaccine still messing with my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Closing the comments now. It was a joke. It was a joke. All right. Um, So, again, thanks to everyone that that tunes in, that subscribes, that likes, that shares, that comments, all of that. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'm jealous that Chad and Brendan and Ben got to meet so many of you on the bus this week. Um, Hopefully to be on the next one when it happens, if there's another one. Um, So, again, uh, have a good week. Go big, go blue.
Go Jacks. Go Jacks. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to thank our title sponsors, Drake's Place of Bottle and Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro of Brookings. We would also like to thank our other sponsors, Dakota Iron Equipment of Sioux Falls, Shenanigans Sports Bar and Grill in Sioux Falls, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. And as always, go Jacks.